0: Welcome back to the Freaky Deaky. Here we are. Talking about something a little different this week. Haunted sports. Haunted sports. Haunted sports. Christian, you put this episode together for us. I think I
1: was reading about some hockey story and I'm like, let me just check this out. And it came up with some interesting little hauntings. Nice. Different types in different areas. Yeah. So buckle up for riding that
0: pine. Yeah. Even if
1: you don't like sports,
0: there's ghosts. Why don't you take up some space on that bench? We'll see you on the inside. (laughs) You are now entering the realm of the freaky-deaky, an unsuspecting stop at the crossroads of fantasy and reality, where the frayed edges of make-believe seep into this cookie-cutter, white-picket world you've been led to believe is far from extraordinary. What you're about to hear are true stories... alleged true stories christian just okay tales of the strange and inexplicable thought only to exist in film and folklore although difficult to accept we do not know everything about this reality about time or space what lies beneath the ocean's depths and try though we might the unchanging truth remains there are some things we legitimately cannot explain logically logically Welcome back to the Freaky Diki. If you are new to the show, please take a moment out of your time, rate it five stars. You know, we're really trying to outwit these algorithms. We're trying to spread the show a little bit more. If you leave a uh, typed review, something that says this show's dope or Scott is the best looking man on the planet, anything works. Really, those are just solid examples for you to use. If you're on social media, be sure to find us at Freaky Pod on Facebook and Instagram and YouTube, where you can find bonus stories posted occasionally throughout episode previews, the like, some interesting shorts. I was going to tell you about my interesting shorts. I'd prefer not to hear about it. So I think that's pretty much all of it. Christian, maybe we should dive into some some haunted sports. We will. Maybe we should get some interesting shorts on haunted sports. We got you. More at 11.
1: (laughs) All right, we're going to start off at Camp Randall Stadium in Madison, Wisconsin. What a place to start. Yep. Grab some cheese blocks, folks. I love cheese. Camp Randall Stadium is... Over 100 years old, but it didn't start out as the plucky little stadium for the Wisconsin football team. Began as a barracks and a training ground for Union soldiers. So we're going back to the Civil War. Yeah, all you had to say was Union soldiers and you're like, okay, that place is haunted. Yeah, exactly. Hmm. But it gets worse. Back then there was a fierce abolitionist named Alexander Randall. He threatened that Wisconsin would secede if Abraham Lincoln didn't win the presidency and end slavery. After a major victory in April by the Union, a place was needed to house captured Confederate soldiers. More than a, a thousand Confederate soldiers were sent to Camp Randall, but it was not prepared to accommodate so many prisoners. So viruses and illnesses began to quickly spread. The captured soldiers were then transferred to other places in June after 140 men died. And Eesh. the dead were interred in a mass grave. Oh yeah, that's always helpful. Yeah. You know, like a place of misery tends to have its ghost. Mm. Since then, Confederate soldiers have been seen all around the stadium. And I mean, that'd be a really weird thing just to see while you're out for sports. Right. Like, is that a Civil War reenactment going on here today? Yeah. Am I drunk? Or are those... Confederate soldiers in Wisconsin. Can it be both? I don't know, man. I guess only if they're prisoners. There you go. I have a little tidbit from somebody in that area. It says, just a few weeks ago, I was talking to a guy who's lived in Madison a long time and is head of security at a factory. He said one of his security officers came up to him and said, you're not going to believe it. I saw a Confederate soldier walk through the room. And when I chased after it, there was nobody there. He thought it was crazy because he wasn't familiar with the history. But these are the type of stories you hear. So this factory was right right outside of the stadium yeah and when you hear these types of things you picture like a full
0: embodiment of someone like they're physically and the room, not like some like star wars hologram ghost or something like kind of uh, meandering through the room yeah but like if it's enough to convince you to go after and look they have to look pretty damn realistic right like they have to look like an actual
1: human being dressed in you know confederate garb or whatever just strolling through the room but you know it's funny too because the only video i've ever seen that convinced me maybe there are ghosts hmm. Was it was Gettysburg? I don't think it was. It might have been Gettysburg, but it was a video of the hills, a, right? A, a place that used to be, you know, a Civil War battleground. Yeah, and you could just see like soldiers walking up into the tree line in ways they sh- can't, yeah, because of the terrain. And it just kept kind of like it was like a r- repeating thing. Yeah, it just kept playing out. Yeah, looked like a like a video, you know, something you'd see in a video. Yeah. So, so there you go. You heard it here first. Christian does believe in ghosts. One ghost story, possibly. Camp Randall Randall Stadium was built in 1917, and it's been hosting football games for over 100 years. So they still play there? Yes. Okay. Tailgaters have described seeing spirits ahead of games, and they reportedly are usually seen wearing their uniforms, as well as various slings and bandages, and wandering in and out of the stadium, seemingly oblivious to the thousands of rowdy fans. Can you say that last line again? Yeah. And wandering at, in and out of the stadium, seemingly oblivious to the thousands of rowdy fans. Yeah, well, it'd be even worse
0: if they were like thrown off by it. like they walk out. What the hell is this? What's yeah. happening? Where am I? <laughs> what year is it?
1: Who's president? During the early 2000s, there was an undergrad student showing around his friend, his friend's 20 year old sister who was visiting from Taiwan. She doesn't speech, speak much English. Apparently, either to you. Yeah. yeah, she doesn't speak much English, but seems to be having a good time. That is, until they got to the Lincoln statue. Then she becomes visibly terrified and says they have to go. The friend doesn't understand why, but later she tells her brother while they were standing there, two heads appeared behind Lincoln's. Mm. They were both smiling at her. The brother and the friend thought she was joking, but then they learned about the two men who had been buried there. They believed her after that.
0: Nah, that's creepy. Anytime a ghost is smiling at you, I don't care if the intentions are good or not. That is creepy. I mean, even if it was a human just peeking around the Lincoln statue smiling at you. So if you were to witness something like this in person, let's say you're at this stadium and you see, even if it was the the previous one, just, the, you know, that dude walking through the room and you chase after and there's no one there, would you a hundred percent believe in ghosts or would you still find a way to convince yourself that maybe it's just your brain playing
1: tricks on you? Or I would probably go back and forth between the two. Hmm. I'd probably try to figure out how could this be a ghost? Hmm. And also, am I losing my mind? And you'd probably
0: start, at that point, you'd probably, I imagine, maybe lay off the natty ices for a few moments.
1: Yeah. You know, I've been trying to lay off that anyway. Yeah. Nobody should drink natty ice. It do be like that. Have you ever heard the phrase, do it for
0: the Gipper? Do it for the Gipper. I have actually. I don't know where or when, but that probably an
1: old film or something, because that's like an older saying. The Gipper. But I'm going to tell you a little bit about that. Okay. We're going to go to the University of Notre Dame in South Bend, Indiana, cuz it has a legendary ghost. Is wait, is this ghost known as the Gipper? It is. Oh, interesting. So now that we know that Notre Dame happens to be the home of a ghost, this ghost happens to be a football player. Oh, nice. His name was even mentioned on the presidential campaign trail by the godfather of the GOP, Ronald Reagan. We already established his name was wh- the Gipper. Yeah, his real name was George Gipp. And we also have to go back 100 years or over 100 years again. And it was that George Gipp and Notre Dame had beat Northwestern University just a few days before. And the legend says that Gipp had missed curfew and was locked out of his dorm building. It was cold and without other options, he decided to sleep on the steps outside of Washington Hall. Old school tough. In Indiana? Yeah. That would be pretty chilly. In the fall? Even that, pretty chilly, Yeah. The next day, he came down with pneumonia and died soon after. Oh, R.I.P. Gip. Yep. Matthew Swain, the author of America's Haunted University's Ghosts at Rome Hollowed Halls, thinks the sleeping outside of the Washington Hall is just legend. Weeks before he was hostile, hospitalized, Gip was teaching a teammate how to punt late at night and developed strep throat. Because there were no antibiotics at the time, he got pre- progressively sicker and ultimately contracted pneumonia and succumbed to the illness. Isn't that
0: crazy how not that long ago, all you had to do to die was go punt
1: outside at night for a little bit. Right. We've come a long way. Mm. The author, Swain, also found an early story about the Gipper's ghost. He said, I was able to find a story from a student newspaper in 1926 or so. A student claimed he was awoken one night or early morning and he went outside and there he saw the ghost of George Gipp on a horse in front of that building. Other accounts have been about students hearing a horn blowing and when they look for whoever is doing it they can never find them some people think Gipp had this rebellious side and was a prankster and this is just one of his pranks in the end do it for the Gipper was a plea to his coach Newt Rockne from George Gipp's deathbed do it for the Gipper (laughs) (laughs) no that's
0: that's I'm having a trouble. I'm having trouble grasping the gip on a, like atop a horse outside the the building. Like when you're a ghost, you just have like
1: access to whatever you want. Like, Maybe that's what he traveled on. I mean, that's early on in car days. Probably not yeah. too many people had cars back then.
0: Yeah, I guess that makes it a little. I'm picturing like modern day and yeah. him just on like a horse, like all yeah. right, on my way to the stadium,
1: clunk 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 clunk. You know, <laughs> I didn't. I all those years I'd heard that. Because I think I even saw movies that said that before. Hmm. You know, Reagan said something, used it. I would have never imagined it was a ghost story.
0: And here we are, uncovering the truth. Yes. Finally, after all this time. Let's uh, uncover
1: some more truth. We're going to go to Canada. Grab your shovels. We're going to the Hockey Hall of Fame in Toronto, Canada. The Hockey Hall of Fame. Near and dear to my heart. Of course. And probably yours, too. Indeed. The building that houses the Hockey Hall of Fame was originally built in 1885. It used to be the Bank of Montreal. In 1953, a former bank employee named Dorothea, 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 shot herself in the second floor women's restroom. She died the next day in the hospital. Why'd she do it? I'll get to that. But for years, people had called the ghost that seemed to favor the second floor restroom, Dorothy. In 2009, the Toronto Star looked into the identity of the ghost, and soon they found the women many believed had been the one responsible for the haunting. So from the Toronto Star, Paul McLaughlin, the star has learned that she was Dorothea May Elliott, 19 years old. She shot herself early in the morning of Wednesday, March 11th, 1953, and died 22 hours later at St. Michael's Hospital. So over the years, other rumors emerged. One version accused her of having been caught stealing money. Another said she'd been discovered helping members of the Irish Republican army who were planning to rob the bank to fund their cause back home. Hmm. And a psychic several years ago said she was murdered because she had uncovered a scheme involving the bank manager, the chief of police, a leading judge, all of whom were embezzling money belonging to farmers. It's always the chief of police. Yep. You, gotta when have, you got nowhere else to go. The yep. chief of police. Got to add them in there. Oh, yeah. What actually has been confirmed is that Dorothea was having an affair with the married branch manager who had an apartment at the bank. She was said to look like Rita Hayward, and she was orphaned at age nine. Lynn Redwood, the bank's messenger in 1953, described her in a 1982 interview as the life of the party and the most popular girl in the bank. He said she shot herself in the woman's second floor washroom with the Banks revolver, a thirty-eight caliber, which was kept in his drawer. Years later, his son Vic said his late father told me that he and an ambulance attendant carried Dorothy downstairs, likely still alive, in a wooden Windsor-style chair. That chair was at my parents' cottage as late as 1990. Weird. So what sport did Dorothy
0: play? She didn't play sports. She worked at the bank. Oh, that used to be the... Yeah, it was
1: the Bank of Montreal when she
0: did this. That was the Hockey Hall of Fame. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. yeah, I was like,
1: wait a minute. Yeah. Dorothy was a beautiful girl, tall and buxom, said Doreen Bracken. I wasn't... Fer- ser- God. I wasn't... Fer- ser- ser- yeah. I wasn't very sophisticated at the time, but she was. The men liked her, eh? Eh? <laughs> Def- definitely had to get the Canadian A in there. But this is also coming from the Toronto Star, so... So, it wouldn't
0: be true Canadian
1: journalism without the addition of A. Yeah. Bracken remembered the day of the shooting. It came in about 8 a.m., and she was already there. Bracken noted that Dorothy, who was wearing a blue knit dress, looked distressed and disheveled. So, there have been countless reports of strange occurrences in that building over the decade that are believed to be connected to Dorothy lights flicking on and off, doors and windows opening and closing for no apparent reason, and moans and screams and other eerie sounds. Echoing through the historic structure, some staff and employees have heard footsteps when working alone at night. A few have felt a phantom hand on their shoulder or leg. She was the life of the party, maybe that's what it is. Well, she was just a little floocy? Is that what you saying, Christian? You, I think that's what they called him in the 20s. you judging? No. You're judging Dorothea? No, no. Dorothea? Dorothy sounds cool. Robin Hines, who form- formerly worked at the hall as a special events supervisor, had an encounter that spooked him. While preparing for an event, he entered a narrow kitchen that runs behind a second-floor conference room to get some coffee urns at around 6 a.m. A strong feeling as if being watched by someone, but different than that, he said, enticed him to enter the conference room, which was in darkness. One of the chairs, and this is the God's honest truth, was turning as if a breeze was in there. It actually moved right into my hand. I'm rather skeptical about ghosts, but I just freaked out and ran out of there probably what i'd do yeah yeah i mean why even investigate yeah despite all the reports only one other person is to believe to act have actually seen the spirit one summer a young boy was visiting the hall of fame when he started screaming don't you see her don't you see her says jane rodney who is the hall's coordinator of resource center services at the time he claimed a woman with long black hair was going in and out of the walls North- yeah yeah Dorothy's family does not speak about her death nor would they comment for the article.
0: And yeah, what the hell, Dorothy? Okay, why well, just going in and out
1: of the walls like, huh? Uh, yeah. Uh, 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 so, yeah, that would freak a kid out. He'd be like, "What the mama? I I blame it on the uh bank manager for breaking her heart." Hmm. Obviously, he was older than her, probably by a lot if he was a bank manager. She's 19. He's probably yeah. at least 21, 30, 35 or so. Yeah. Ugh
0: no that's creepy i guess now we got to be on the lookout if we ever go to the hockey hall of fame
1: oh definitely i'm going to the hockey hall of fame someday you just gotta browse keep an eye out for dorothy yeah i'll be asking about her dorothy dorothy have you seen dorothy they'll be all of a sudden you'll get a call uh i got arrested in canada for standing outside the second floor women's restroom saying dorothy and i'll say who's this yeah it must be a wrong number going back to wisconsin the fister hotel in milwaukee wisconsin the fister hotel yeah p-f-i-s-t-e-r thank you for clarifying that yeah this one's gonna be it's kind of funny in a way but if you are the milwaukee brewers of major league baseball you can always add to your home field advantage by booking the visiting teams at a haunted hotel brilliant i think that's some scotty bowman type shit yeah Yeah. i would do it if i was coach or ran a team in the late 19th century Guido Fister began work on his hotel his name surely wasn't Guido it was definitely Guido Guido Fister you never heard that name before Guido Fister no i can't say that i have i haven't heard those names put together but yeah I've i'm heard-
0: not going to elaborate any further yeah. i think We'll leave that to the imaginations of everyone
1: listening. It's fine. Uh, he He died a month before it opened. His son Charles took over where his father left off. It opened in 1893 and was a success. It hosted every U.S. president during its time, and son Charles Pfister put everything into that hotel. He had neither wife nor children, and he died in 1927, and guests have been seeing him since. And this one I found a little bit of information on ESPN.com. Really? Yes. So it is sports related. We did it. Yeah, for sure. Guests have described seeing an older, portly, well-dressed, smiling spirit who resembles Fister's portrait, which is still hanging in the hotel. That'd be kind of weird. You like see a portrait of this dude, you're like, oh,
0: interesting. And then you're walking yeah. down a hallway, and this same dude walks past you. You're like, wait, wasn't that the Wouldn't it be weirder
1: if it said, Guido Fister, born and, and died dad. here. Yeah ran the hotel yeah. and then you like see them dressed in the same clothes down the hall and you're like what the hell's going on that would actually
0: be a great idea for actual hotel owners to put a portrait of themselves and have like the years underneath it like they had died Yo. and then just walk or every time they're at work just walk around in that
1: outfit yep See so how many people freak the hell out yeah what you'd have to do is grow one of those like old school mustache handlebar mustache yeah, yeah. classic <laughs> well we're creating lists of things to do later in life so yes we are he has been spotted looking over the lobby, as well as various other parts of the hotel, and has become something of an adored figure in the city, complete with his own parody Twitter account. And I looked, and it is there. And the tweets are all just, my name is Guido Fister." It's weird stuff. You don't I, say. Kind of making fun of himself being a ghost. Hmm. I think when you know a little bit about Charles, it's not a surprise that he's the most seen apparition, says Anna Lardnoise. Since Anna Lardnoise? Yeah. Oh, yes. One that we're all familiar with. Yeah. Which she's a local histri- historian, writer, and founder of Gothic Milwaukee. All of the ghost stories we hear are really just about him trying to delight people. When people report that they see him, it's usually in conjunction with something in the atmosphere of the room changing, like lights brighten or dim, curtains open or close. And it really seems like he's just trying to make the hotel experience as wonderful as it could be. That's very wholesome, unless you're terrified of ghosts. It's pretty pretty well known. If you're a Milwaukee Brewer and you stay at the Fister, you're going to s- sleep like a tiny angel, little tiny angel. But you, if you can't promise that. Yeah. But if you're playing against the Brewers, it's reportedly supposed to be very a b- very rough night. Yeah. Players like Bryce Harper, Giancarlo Stanton, and Justin Upton have publicly discussed having their clothes thrown around the room. Furniture being moved, or the radio, radio randomly turning on. Wait, while like they're visibly seeing this, or they like wake up to it, or come back to the room to it. It just says they've all publicly discussed it, and these are all Damn. pretty famous baseball players. Yeah, that'd be kind of creepy. Yep. Stanton compared it to the haunted mansion at Walt Disney World in its creepiness. In 2013, Mike Mike Young, then a member of the Texas Rangers, recalled having an experience he had at the hotel. In a story for ESPN, the magazine, he's like, oh, F that place. (laughs) Listen, I'm not someone who spreads ghost stories. So if I'm telling you this, it happened a couple of years ago. I was lying in bed after a night game and I was out. My room was locked, but I heard footsteps inside the room stomping around. I'd heard all the stories about the hotel, so I was wide awake at that point. And then I heard it again, these footsteps on the floor. So I yelled out, hey, make yourself at home, hang out, have a seat, but do not wake me up, okay? After that, I didn't hear a thing for the rest of the night. I just let him know he was welcome, that we we could be pals, and that he could marinate in there for as long as he needed to, just as long as he didn't wake me up. Weird. I got to be honest, I never expected to find a ghost story on ESPN.com.
0: I know. Yeah, that is actually probably the one place you would definitely not direct people to who are looking for ghost stories. No. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, you're definitely not going to want to visit ESPN.com because that you will most likely never find. That was actually one of the first stories I found too when I was looking into this. Well, that's kind of funny though. But you'd think if the ghost was trying to distract or like, you know, make sure the opposing players didn't enjoy their stay there that he wouldn't listen when the player was like,
1: make yourself at home, just don't wake me up. He'd be like, oh, okay, yeah, sure, pal. Yeah, sure, maybe, guy. Maybe this ghost has been misunderstood all this time. Mm. Maybe if you just treated it civilly, or let him know he's making too much noise, he'd realize it and just quiet. He's now. like, oh, right, the gig's up. Yep, sorry, sorry, sir. There's another hotel like this, the Skurvin Hotel in Oklahoma City. So now we're on to basketball. Tim Hardaway Jr., Eddie Curry, and Meadow World Peace have experienced the ghost of the Skurvin Hotel. Kylie Irving produced a movie based on the hotel. The Skurvin Hotel was said to be the place to be during the Prohibition. Everyone knew if you wanted alcohol, it could be found along the wo- with the wild parties on the 10th floor of the, ho- of the hotel. The hotel's founder and owner, W.B. Skirvin, was known to be a womanizer, as most men's were, w- men were back then, probably. How, wait, how old is this? Mm, I think this is twenties. Mm. I don't have the date. No, say oh, around like nineteen o seven, I think. Mm. Many refer to the ghost of a woman named Effie as the primary spirit to walk the halls. As legend goes, the hotel's founder and owner, Skirvin, had an affair with a maid named Effie, became pregnant with his child. In hopes of avoiding public disgrace, he locked her in a room on the tenth floor throughout her pregnancy so she wouldn't be seen well that sounds really lovely yeah such a pleasant family story sorry I knocked you up lady stay in here yeah we will we do not call this prison yeah stay in here and think about what i've done yeah after giving birth she was so desponded by her situation that she jumped out the window with her baby in her arms and pl- plunged to her death well that's not the way to do it nope guests have reported seeing a female ghost with long dark hair as well as hearing a baby's cries mm. at all hours of the night. It'd be really unfortunate if the ghost was spotted with the baby in
0: like the window or something like that. you imagine how many phone calls the police would get in that area or the front desk? That would be traumatizing. You'd be like, what the hell, somebody? Even if it was a ghost, you'd be
1: traumatized. Yeah. Even Maybe. if it was just a baby, you'd be traumatized. Yeah. Bad, bad news either way. Mm. I think it goes back to the days of Prohibition, which started in Oklahoma in 1907. When we got our statehood, says Jeff Provine, he's the author of several books about Oklahoma City and the state's haunted history, as well as the founder of the OKC Ghost Tour. The Skirvin was a luxury hotel of Oklahoma City and had all these rich and famous folks coming in. And of course, they wanted to keep them entertained. The story was that if you wanted to get a drink in downtown Oklahoma City, you could go to the top floor of the Skirvin Hotel. Some visitors have reported seeing spirits that look like Skirvin or his daughter, Pearl Mesta, who became the American ambassador to Luxembourg under President Harry Truman in 1949. Other visitors don't see anything specifically, but feel like they are not alone. There was one guy who said he saw the foot of his mattress in his room depress (laughs) as if someone was sitting on it. No, that's a no from me. Yeah, you've had experience like that, right? Uh, No, but a buddy of mine has.
0: Like, the guy I used to go to the gym with, his house, or his apartment was hella haunted, and that was
1: one of the experiences he had. Creepy. That would be creepy. There was also someone else who woke up in the middle of the night because he heard his bathroom door slam shut. He was spooked, but he decided to check out the bathroom. And in it, he finds the light on and the bathtub filled with water, just to the point of spilling over. There have been so many stories like this that just have no rational explanation. Yeah. I don't know, man. Spooky. Now, in Rochester, New York, we, there's a place called Frontier Field. And this one, psychic paranormal researchers officially declared Frontier Field home of the Rochester R- Red Wings, a minor league baseball team, haunted in 2004. It's been verified, folks. Yep. We've got a haunted baseball team here. Yep. Rochester paranormal research researcher Joe Burkhart. And a psychic medium, Cindy Lee toured the grounds and encountered a variety of guests. Guests. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and no. It en- encountered a variety of ghosts referred to as Caspers in the trade. Have you-, you watched a lot of ghost shows? Is that what they call them? I don't really watch those ghost
0: shows. If they're walking around, back, like, yeah, we got some Caspers out here. But, okay. This yeah. is not the show for me. Yeah. But, that's, I mean, it wouldn't be surprised. That's offensive. That is offensive. And maybe that's why they don't get more evidence.
1: Yeah. Lee was greeted by friendly apparition, apparitions while Burkhart discovered some a little more hostile. The Caspers were very curious about us. Burkhart said they literally came out of the woodwork and started coming toward us.
0: That's creepy. Yeah. But it, if they came out of the woodwork. The, the woodwork is a floor, correct?
1: Yes, I believe like so. Like a
0: wooden floor?
1: Yeah. I think it means anything wood now to people, but... yeah. No, they came out of the woodwork. Yeah. You mean this chest of drawers? <laughs> yes, I do. Um, an employee of the Red Wings said bones were discovered when the stadium was being built in 1995. And they were just like, man, eh, this is fine. Yeah. We'll put it right here. Let's go outside of the country. Mm, I feel much safer here. You, you will after the story. Ghazi Stadium. Ghazi. In Kabul, Afghanistan. I was going to say that sounds like a, something you'd find in Afghanistan. Yeah. So you already know it's gonna be scary. During the late 1990s, the stadium was used as a venue for public execution by the Taliban government.
0: And that is not the sport that you wanna be participating
1: in. Right. It was said the souls of those who lost their lives inside the stadium still haunt the ground. Wait, I'm sorry, are you gonna start talking about headless ghosts right now? No. Okay, good, please continue. But they probably are. Hmm. It has caused some to avoid the ground at all cost at night. Now nobody comes here in the evening. Even we don't go inside, said Nabil Khwari, the security guard. Everyone believes the place is haunted, that the souls of the dead people are not at rest even now. The stadium underwent a major renovation, was reopened in 2011, transforming the former death and torture venue into one reborn as Afghan sporting hope. But now the Taliban run the place again, so we know what sport they're going to be playing. Damn it. Yeah.
0: We're back full circle. Mm -hmm.
1: You know, I didn't think about that kind of thing, but man, Afghanistan's got to have a lot of ghosts in their stadiums. Can you imagine if there's just a sect of
0: people in our country going around chopping heads off people?
1: In our country? Yeah. That would be kind of strange. That would be very strange. I'm glad we don't live in a place like that. You and me both. Yet yet could happen though you've heard of chicago's Wrig- wrigley field right let's go a little bit less dark i have it's got its own spooky story and this one's kind of kind of hilarious in a way to me you know like when the the bullpen phones when the coach wants to take the picture out yeah you see they always cut to him on the camera with his little phone talking to You're like, okay, okay. yeah okay so this one security guards who patrol the park Say the bullpen phones ring late at night when the ballpark is empty. There's a legend that it's Cubs player and manager Charlie Grimm calling the the bullpen to make pitching changes. Meanwhile, nobody answers, and he's like, "What the hell, guys? We're in the middle of a big game here." Right. And and the bullpen phone goes only from the dugout to the bullpen. Yeah. So you know, you figure if you're a security guard, you could see one. You could see the phone in the dugout pretty much. Mm some security personnel also hear their names being called out or they seem see grim in the hallways now let me ask you this has anyone ever answered that phone they didn't say because that'd be really interesting if you answer and someone's like all right we need this guy let me put it this if you're standing down in the bullpen as a security guard the phone rings you know baseball so you look down to the to the dugout and you see the phone that the coach would normally call you on and nobody's on it would you answer that phone yes would you i would at at certain like not
0: every time obviously but the curiosity at some point will get the best of you where you're like you know what i kind of have to know what's going on here what if you picked it up and it's like now i know who you are we'll be together soon they're like i know what you did last summer yeah wait a second what this is a crossover no um sports crossover yeah i don't know man that i mean i have to at some point right you hear this phone ringing constantly you're like okay so at some point i'm gonna to get to the bottom of this myself otherwise i'm scared
1: yeah some people believe that Grimm's ashes are buried in the left center field otherwise known as left field no left center in between come on that's left
0: that's far that's right left field i don't i don't think it is man i think it could be i think i'm making a valid argument for it let's ask baseball players out there you been to dodger stadium i honestly can't remember i don't think so been to jet Hawk stadium a bunch of times forever. That's worth <laughs> totally different and not worth much. No, but they do
1: have a cool jet out front of it
0: and some Hawks that can be seen occasionally. Do they? I don't know. I was just trying to contribute.
1: <laughs> I've been, to, I went to Dodger stadium a lot when I was younger. Hmm. It's said to have many ghosts,
0: many ghosts, many ghosts, many tiny ghosts, cute little baby ghosts, many, many, Many ghosts. Not many. (laughs) I mean, whatever. Multiple ghosts. Multiple
1: ghosts, including a couple on their honeymoon who plummeted to their deaths from a hillside overlooking the city of angels. Why? Maybe they were hanging out. Accidental? Yeah. Hmm. Many Dodgers employees reported seeing a woman dressed in white diving over the cliff. That is traumatizing. Yeah. Others say the field is haunted by the souls from the Hebrew Benevolent Society, whose cemetery was moved to make room for the stadium's parking lot. Classic. Yeah. Other people... This this part's not ghost-related, but it's our pod-related. Other people reported stories about the stadium's underground vaults and tunnels, whereas lizard people live below Mm. the stadium in one of the three lost cities of the Hopi people.
0: It's been a while since we've even mentioned lizard people, so (laughs) it's always good to bring that
1: back around. Yeah, when I saw that, I was like, oh yeah, that's one step.
0: And we do have to
1: have a lizard person episode. This is just a friendly reminder. Indiana's University Memorial Stadium, known as The Rock, is supposedly haunted by an IU student. Michael Plume is his name. During construction of the stadium, Plume was found hanging from scaffolding. Mm, That's not a place you want to be hanging from. Nope. Plume's shoes were polished and the soles of his shoes were clean, even though he supposedly had walked a mile from his dorm room to the stadium, which was a construction site with mud and dust. Investigators ruled his death a suicide by broken neck and asphyxiation. However, when the body was later exhumed, it was determined he did not have a broken neck. Workers claimed to have seen. A ghostly figure hanging from the same location where Plume's body was found.
0: Nah. Yeah. Bad <laughs> enough. Bad enough coming across a yeah, you know, someone that has hanged themselves, but then finding out like a ghost yeah hanging itself. That's like that's creepy on creepy. That's layers of creepy you gotta peel back like an onion. Just to figure out whether or not you're terrified. And the answer is always yes. Ah. And that's when you like would get to the point
1: like, Why am I seeing this? Yeah. You're like, why is this for me? Yeah. What am I gonna do about this? Nothing? Well thanks. But wouldn't you feel like you had to do something if you saw something like that? Yeah. The, the something
0: that I would have to do is one of two things, either pee my pants or run away.
1: And I might actually hit you with a twofer and do both. So, yeah, I understand. Hmm. Just got a few more short stories here. In Columbus, Ohio, Nation-wide Arena has been built on the site of the deadliest prison fire in U.S. history why do people
0: do you think research the locations these things are going on or do you think they're just like hey, this looks good
1: no i think they do and especially because some of these places you know in cities like that that have been around for a while yeah they tear down things and build something new it's just weird yeah
0: seems like a weird flex like especially even if you don't believe in ghosts someone in that crew bu- building that building is like oh this is bad juju well i <laughs> you mean know, like at least they're like we
1: should be doing this if there's ghosts you know they're in a prison. Hmm. There's a lot of misery there, so not not surprising. Oh, yeah. The sp- The fire killed more than 300 prisoners, and people claim the smell of smoke, the sound of men screaming and pacing their sal- cells, and the sounds of the flames burning the prison can still be heard, particularly around the parking garage. Others say ghostly figures could be seen only in the ruins of an old building. I'm trying to think which one Nationwide Arena is, but... Nationwide is on your side. That is true. Unless there's a ghost, then you're on your own. I thought I might throw in a couple football, but in this case, soccer. Football. Football. At Highbury Stadium, Arsenal FC. I don't know what FC stands for. Football club. Oh yeah, that's probably what it is. It's the former home of the Arsenal FC. And it's haunted by Herbert Chapman, Arsenal's most successful pre-war manager. Is said to have been spotted on the grounds of his of this former stadium with a horse that died di- during construction. Another ghost of the horse. Yep. What's the horse doing for construction? Probably pulling things around back when it was originally built. Mm. In addition to Chapman's presence, Highbury Stadium also features the ashes of other Arsenal fans, furthering this sus- suspicion of the supernatural presence of the site. Mm. Reminds me of that. I think it was was it Disneyland where the mom put the uh her son's ashes outside and then people mm. saw the ash saw yeah. that sun afterwards was that Haunted mansion or was that? yeah that's what it was
0: yeah so it was like at the end of the ride or something like that yeah and like, well, what where a you dumb exit. place to put
1: it yeah <laughs> put it at the beginning lady what are you thinking yeah when there's you got all the anticipation and a hope afterwards mm. you're like oh now I had to go back to normal life where my mom and dad drink a lot and don't pay any attention to me. On we go to St. Mary's Stadium, which is the home of the Southampton FC. And where are these? England, I think. Yeah. I I mean, I was just assuming, but nice to double check. Yeah. So fans visiting St. Mary's Stadium find themselves anxiously alarmed by the presence of spirits moving objects within the venue. To combat this presence, an actual witch was brought in to ward off the spirits and bring tranquility to the fans. There you go. Have you seen soccer fans? I would never say that there's tranquility in that kind of passion. Yeah, I actually
0: recently came across an, an article, and I, I'm not a big soccer or football guy at all, or even remotely close at all, but there was an article about the recent like World Cup, right? Mm-hmm. And that... Witches in Argentina were like, what were they doing? They were hexing the other team. No, they were like essentially like keeping Messi safe. Oh, and so like like, but apparently like a lot of witches were like coming together to keep Messi safe, and it, I guess it worked. Yeah, I mean, I read that I was like, wow,
1: whatever well, works for you, I guess. I but, mean, there's that story of World War Two when all the witches in England basically went out and did a ceremony to protect them from Germany from the planes coming over from do you Germany. think they took full credit for that I think they took after part- like they if, were if I remember remember the story correctly I think they yeah. took partial credit for it they're like hey I don't want to say yeah. it was all us but I mean we definitely contributed yeah Winston Churchill even asked us to do this so it was sanctioned by the government
0: at the time yeah. government witchcraft yep which it usually
1: flies under a different name Just regular old politics, but it's all the same. I have a story about the Stadium of Light, Sunderland AFC. Sunderland doesn't sound like England, but could be. Mm. Years ago, staff members at the Stadium of Light spotted a dim shape in the corridor. Shortly thereafter, Sunderland's then striker, Stephen Elliott, witnessed the same figure, causing a number of teammates to believe the venue was haunted. The venue haunting this venue is to be, believed to be a stranded 18th century French sailor named Spotty. Good old Spotty. Yeah, who would guide ships crash into the coastal rocks. He would guide them to crash into it? The, they usually have an opposite job. This guy must not have been nice. Maybe he it was is not England. that great at being Spotty. Yeah, maybe it is England, and since he's French and mm. they've had years of being enemies, maybe he was just looking out for France. I mean, I guess. Yeah. Weird flex though. So. Yeah. There's also one and I won't it's not really a story, but at Majuski Stadium, it is said that their losing record is to be blamed on Henry the First, whose remains were discovered by archaeologists. So you're going way back to Henry yeah. the First. Yeah, it's quite uh quite a quite a ways back. Yeah. So but also if you you have a losing record, who better to blame it on than a ghost and, and Henry the first. Yeah. Especially Henry the First yeah i don't know man interesting There wasn't too much on the soccer ones but just kind of like a rough draft or a little i think if we dig into some some stuff like that especially because i mean when you go to places like england or europe they got a lot of ghosts yeah that is true yeah so it's not like us americans with their teenage histories you know exclusively with our civil war ghosts yeah it gets old civil war ghosts spice it up and then they, they're, they're all angry at you because of what they sacrificed and went through. And you're just on Twitter. Yeah. You know what they used to do before they cut off my leg? Give me some alcohol and a mm. piece of wood to chew on. Yeah. We had no painkillers back then. Mm. The
0: only painkiller was the sweet, sweet embrace of death.
1: Exactly. Mm. Civil War coaster.
0: Something else. Yeah. Maybe that's why they all look curmudgeony. I mean, wouldn't you be if you were stuck out fighting in a war like that? I'm going to be honest with you. I am right now, and things aren't terrible. Yeah. You don't even have people shooting at you. Yeah. So if that was the case, I can only imagine what my RBF would transform
1: into. I wouldn't be surprised in the future to see us find more stories like this. Yeah. Even related to sports. I'm sure there's more out there. This was just a quick look. Yeah. With some interesting stories. Now, did you have a favorite story that you came across? Um... I did like the Hockey Hall of Fame one. Yeah. Just because it was like the type it was almost like a film you would watch from back then because mm-hmm. you know, the old bank manager, maybe even married with a wife at home but sometimes worked late in the city. Oh, they had an he definitely at the worked bank. late in the yeah. city. That one was just so tragic. Yeah. And everybody loves the ghost in the bathroom, so I'm I don't know. I know
0: when you. I hear people murmuring about their love of ghosts, it's usually about the lo- the ones located in the bathroom. I mean, they so, even yeah. put it on
1: Harry Potter, so
0: Harold Potter? No. Moaning Myrtle. Yeah, you know, exactly. Weird. Never even saw them. I'm impressed yeah. that you knew that. Yeah, oh, well, I did play the the game. Did you? A little bit, like the Pokemon Go style. Okay. Wizarding World. I didn't know that. China got hella into that game for so. Of course, I had to play it. Like she was like, "Let's go play the Harry Potter." Like, okay. That makes sense. And then she get mad when I get like the really good shit, and she'd be like, "I can't find him, or he got away."
1: I didn't even know Harry Potter had that. That's pretty cool. Really? I thought you played it a little bit too. And I played the, the the other one. Pokemon
0: Go? Yeah. Mm. No, yeah. The Harry Potter one was pretty dope, but it was harder because you didn't just like throw a ball and try to catch something. You actually had to like, the finger movement was like the spell that you had to cast. Oh, yeah, So we were would... probably actually doing witchcraft and maybe I shouldn't have, but it is what it is. You know, it's in the past.
1: Hey, I've been to the Wizarding World at Universal Studios. So I so would was... put you in a robe and say,
0: you're a wizard Christian
1: no but it was fun to watch people walk around to these different areas with their wands and have to do the right motion to get something to happen it was kind of cool yeah it was what was coolest about it is how they made these buildings look huge like they would if they were real yeah at universal studios so which is what is movie magic there so it makes sense that they'd have that ability soon to come on the freaky deaky haunted amusement parks part two (laughs) (laughs) part two (laughs) well we did disneyland yeah. There's got to be more. There's a lot of amusement parks in this sure. world. Yeah. Disneyland was pretty brief, though. That was just a little summer break segment.
0: Yeah. So it would be interesting to kind of go over some other stuff. I mean, look, there's a lot of tragedies that take place in amusement parks as well. Yeah. Or carnivals or anything fares with the equipment that gets thrown up in 12 hours. Yeah, Hey, let's load this uh, Ferris wheel up with as many people as we can. It wasn't up there two hours ago, but it's up now. It looks fine. Not yeah. rickety at all. Get
1: in there, sport. Yeah. So, we haven't been drinking and doing drugs before we put this up. Yeah. So, where's where's the first place you want haunted sports place you want to go to? Oh, it'd definitely be the, the Hockey Hall of
0: Fame. Yeah, the Hall of Fame, the Hall of Fame, because I mean everything else is boring in comparison.
1: Yeah, I've been to Dodger Stadium many times, but never yeah. saw ghost. But there, I think there's also stories because. There was a large Hispanic community that lived in that area that were basically Mm. forced out of their homes so that they could build Dodger Stadium. That kind of checks out. Yeah. I don't know the full story. I just remember hearing about it. It's also where you find the Police Academy, which was made famous in a couple of movies. The Police Academy movies. Yes. Yeah. Probably two totally different things, but.
0: Very different (laughs) things. Yes. Very different things. Yeah. I don't know. That was the only hockey story in there, right? It was the Hall of Fame. Yes. Yeah. So, of course, it's going to be my favorite. I can't be rooting for no baseball
1: or football. I got to be honest, there's got to be more hockey because hockey's been around a long time. It has. Yeah. So is baseball and football, but hockey's different.
0: Hockey is different. I'd love to hear those ghost stories. Me too. So if you're a hockey player out there, be sure to write into the gang at com. I actually did. I think it was Brandon Dubinsky bought some product from me at some point. Are you serious? Yeah. It was either him or his brother. I played... In a game or in a tournament with his brother. What's his brother's name? It might have been his brother, but I do remember looking it up and being like, why does that name sound so familiar? And I was like, oh shit. And it was like the exact same town and stuff too. It was like, yeah, it was nice. It was
1: kind of like he skated up to the bench because he got, got there late. Like, you look like you're a real hockey player. What are you doing here? Well, it's like he. I was like, he looks just like Brandon Dubinsky. But it was the middle of the hockey season. I'm like, that's when he was still playing. And he's like, like, surely he wouldn't take a break to come play this yeah. pickup tournament. And then I asked somebody and he's like, oh, that's so-and-so Dubinsky. And I'm like, oh, okay. That makes sense then. He was good.
0: Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I wish you could remember what the name was.
1: Either way, that's not what this show's about. The show's about Ghost, this yeah. particular show. Brought to you by
0: the time a hockey player bought beard oil off of me. Good night, everyone. No, no that's, <laughs> Yeah. So anyway, yeah, that wraps up this episode. You know, we like to keep it fresh. We like to take on different subjects. There was times we did the what janitors, haunted janitors, haunted, all kinds of fun stuff. There's tons of uh interesting stories out there and a lot more than you'd think
1: for certain subjects, right? Sports included. I, yeah, I was surprised how many I found and I Yeah. And I didn't even I could have probably found more, but those yeah. were some of the most interesting ones and I thought that was enough to get us through at least this first time.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it'd be interesting to i mean what we kind of do now is you know we've covered a lot of stuff but the the further we keep going with the podcast we'll if we find something like oh we should have put this in that one episode we just kind of set it aside and be like we'll start accumulating more stories for another
1: like a part two of anything we've done it with Ouija board stuff all kinds of stuff or we'll put together a video if it's just one story here and there yeah and if you like something or if you want to hear us talk about something don't be afraid to suggest it we've yeah. done a couple shows on suggestions from from our yeah. listeners shout and
0: out jeremy they uh they're always fun they are yeah we are always thrilled to hear from you guys so send in any episode suggestions or e- paranormal experiences you've had yourself to the gang at the freaky and um yeah again find us on social media at freaky deaky pod i think by the time we're a couple or we're a couple weeks ahead. But by the time this episode comes out is when we'll be announcing the winner of the the beanie. So I'll maybe I'll wait till tomorrow or this weekend at when this episode comes out the following weekend to announce the winner. So if you still haven't shared the show on social media, do it. Write a funny caption about why you like the show. Take a screenshot of it and DM us on Instagram or Facebook to enter. That's all you have to do. And yeah, get yourself a nice beanie. In the meantime, um... Not sure what's coming down the pipe next week, but it will be a mystery and it will be freaky and you are going to love every single second of it. So, Christian, any
1: closing words? No real closing words. There you have it. Just let us know if you've been haunted. Let it snow if you've been haunted. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. We've been haunted by snow.
0: Yeah, we have. It's not fun. And I don't want to talk about it anymore, Christian. It's fine. You didn't drive in that one day like I did. Oh. I drove in enough, but yeah, I can't imagine that. That was that, not fun. That
1: was the worst I've ever driven yeah. in, And I drove in Prudhoe Bay
0: mm. during Bay's conditions. Yeah. So that's true. That's true. So yeah. if you want to hear more about that, listen to Christian's snow podcast. <laughs> yeah. Coming this summer. Perfect time for snow. Yeah. Great time to post a snow podcast. Anyway, this I'm dragging on at this point. Good night, everyone. We'll see you next week right here on the frinky dinky. Goodbye.